Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Why did we agree to do this? Why did we agree to do anything? I hate us. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. I hate us. Music is uh, it's the soundtrack to our lives, you guys. And I don't know what it is about the songs that are sad that makes us listen to them over and over and over again rather than run from them as fast as we can. You think that you would not intentionally want to put something so sad in your life, mm-hmm. but we do. They become some of our favorite songs. Listen to a little bit of this. Think about what it does to your brain. I hurt myself today. To see if I still feel I focus on the pain I gotta find a sharp object or something here. But I don't know what it is. I mean, look, I adore that song. I worship that song. It's a phenomenal piece of music. Yet it's so sad. Every single time I hear it, it makes me so sad. What is it that draws us to those songs? I don't know. I remember even being just an emo kid and calling the coast to play like the saddest songs ever. And that's how I would fall asleep at night, listening to my little Walkman and the saddest songs. What the hell? Allie, why don't you get us started? Well, this happened not once, but twice. At a very public location. The first time, a Ralph's. The second time, you pull up to put the gas in your car. You hear on the overhead speaker a song start. This song starts, and I am weeping like a baby. It is Mike and the Mechanics Living Years. Now, refresh my memory. Whoa. This is a, 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 a guy, guy and his dad. And his father, right, yeah. yeah. I wasn't there that morning when my father passed away. I didn't get to tell him all the things I had to say. It will wreck you in the middle of a Ralph's and you just want to buy Pop-Tarts and then you're <laughs> thinking of your dad and all the things you want to say and you can't. Oh, holy crap. But your dad is still alive and you have a great relationship. Like, this isn't your story at all. I know. That's what makes it so psycho. And every time you hear it, same <laughs> every, deal. I'm tearing up right now. It is, <laughs> it is just one of those songs that gets you in the gut. Here's mine. And I, I guess I, I don't have any personal uh, connection with this story. I've not been through the experience that this person goes through in the, in the song. But this was a real-life story that Ben Folds from about 20 years ago wrote in his hit song, Brick. He had gone through the, uh, the unfortunate reality of having a high school girlfriend that he got pregnant. And the day after Christmas, they find themselves in an abortion clinic. It's already the most depressing premise for a song because nothing says the happy holidays like an abortion, right? 
So there he is taking his girlfriend, and they were soon to break up afterwards, as so many couples do, unfortunately. But, I mean, to play this out in pop music, I still can't believe this song became a big hit. But it just crushes me. Let's hear a little Ben Folds. I'm feeling more Just the details in that song oh. about how they call her name at 730 in the morning and he's out in the parking lot and he buys flowers I and mean, they just, they're never able to talk again. I mean, it's just oh. crushing. Why don't we start with, uh, let's give me some line two, please. This is Soraya in Northridge. Soraya, thank you so much for listening to The Kevin Bean Show. What's going on, my dear? It's Soraya. Long time, so- first time. I love you guys so much. So you finally call after all this time you've been listening to us and then I screw up your name. Now I feel like an a-hole. It's okay. It All right. <laughs> Soraya, what can we do for you today? So mine, I think, would be Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton. Yeah. Yeah. Like that song just, like, sucks the air out of your lungs. I remember now, hearing it when I was a kid and just crying. And I didn't even know what it was. It was, like, five. <laughs> if you haven't heard it, we have a little bit of it. You ready? And so interesting to me, Soraya, because I thought you were going to say that's the song that was out when I broke up with the love of my life. But you were a little kid, so like you weren't relating oh, to the lyric I at all. Little kid, like just hearing it on the radio, and I was like, "This is so sad." You know what? You know what's really funny, Soraya. I'm sorry that Kevin is out today because he tells a story, and I think it still gets him. Allie, you've heard it say it before that he was at camp and he had a girlfriend named Beth who broke up with him, and it was right when Beth by Kiss was out. And it just killed him. Oh. Like to this day, he can't even he can't even see the word kiss without sobbing. All right, Soraya, glad you finally called in. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you listening. What's your sad song? Your depressing song? We'll take your calls next on K Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Blame. It occurred to us on Friday when we were listening to Johnny Cash sing Hurt that there's something about those sad, sad songs. Allie, we're getting a lot of reaction on social media on mm. this. What what are you seeing? Uh, leading the pack. Coldplay, fix you. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So many people. But uh, right behind that, so many people sang Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton, which, my God, singing about your dead kid. Yeah, the subject matter alone. And that goes way beyond even just like a bad breakup or something like that. And fix you. I wonder, I mean, fix you is uh, obviously it's an emotional story about a relationship. Mm-hmm. But remember that uh, that video, too, of all the real, real old people singing it? Yeah. Remember that? I wonder oh. if that has anything to do with it, too. Alex, thank you for calling. Thank you for holding on. What's going on? Hey, guys. Um, just wanted to let you know real quick. We are such big fans. Uh, my family and I talk about you like you guys are our friends. That's so, so sweet. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Say, hey, did you hear what Bean said? Oh, yeah. Allie had a really good point that one time. <laughs> that, trust me, it was one time. We know you guys. <laughs> yeah. well, all right. What do you got? Um, What's your song? I, I'm going to say uh, Dance With My Father by Luther Vandross. How I'd love, love, love to dance with my father again. 
Now, what's the uh, what's the deal? Refresh my memory, ladies. Dad's, his father dad's dead. died, and all he wanted to do was dance with his dad. And Alex, I don't know about you, if you have ever been to a wedding where the bride's father has passed, so she has an uncle. I'm going to start crying right now. I have. Oh. That, and my dad's alive and kicking and just fine. And I'm telling you, every time I hear it on any radio station, any place, Same. I will bawl like a baby. Alex, well, you get me. You get me. Well, don't yeah, listen this weekend at K-Rock. We're doing our Luther Vanderhouse weekend, so you definitely <laughs> want to skip that. Thank you for listening, my dear. We really appreciate it. Let's move on. Let's go down the line four up next. Calling from Riverside here on the Kevin Meet Show. Hey, Anna, welcome to the program. What's going on? Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, so my song is Fade Into You by Mazzy Star. I mean, I love that song, but I'm going to be honest. I'm one of those dudes, I guess, who hasn't paid attention to the lyrics. What's going on in that that's so sad? Well, the lyrics are, I don't know, they just feel very visceral. And it's something about her voice, honestly. Um, It's gotten me through heartbreak and that That's got a mood to it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. All right, great suggestion. Thank you so much. Let's squeeze in just a couple of more. Let's go to Westminster. This is going to be J.D. up next, line five on the Kevin Bean Show. J.D., welcome to the program. Hey, how are you What's doing, guys? What's going on? Well, I'm pretty depressed now, thanks to all of you. Jeez. Aww. I got one for you. Something I can never have by Nine Inch Nails. I mean, look, every song that Trent Reznor sings is gut-wrenching and emotional. Is there something in particular about those lyrics that just gets you? Well, I mean, in all honesty, this song is about losing the love of your life. I mean, and, and just like he wants it back so bad. So, I mean, who, I mean, who on this planet doesn't want something they can never have? Yeah, you know, that's, that's got to strike a chord with everybody. I don't know how much longer I can go on today, Allie. This, uh, this segment is killing me. All right, sir. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that, J.D. Let's do one more. Let's make it Emily. She's on line eight, please. Pasadena. Emily, we're going to give you the final word. What's the saddest song you love? Uh, so my boyfriend and I have seen Blink-22 three times, but the first time we saw them, they haven't played it since, but they played this song, and my boyfriend looked over at me, and I was literally sobbing. It's... Stay together for the kids. It's so sad. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, it's just right there in those few words, stay together for the kids. You just see what a sacrifice it is and how much unhappiness there is in a situation like that. And you just go, man, it sounds like a prison sentence, doesn't it? Yeah, it's so sad. Thanks so much Yay. for listening. Okay, bye bye now. Thank you. Bye. The Kevin Bean Show mornings on K Rock. K Rock. K Rock. K Rock. Sounds kind of boring. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you saw him. Uh, uh, well, you sort of saw him in Star Wars: The Force Awakens as Chewbacca. You saw him as uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi as Chewbacca, and you'll see him again as Chewbacca. Jonas S is here on the Kevin Bean <laughs> Show on K Rock. <laughs> How are you, Jonas? Welcome to the show, sir. Uh, uh, thank you so much. Uh, it's great to be here. Well, it's great to have you. We, uh, I almost don't know where to begin because we have so many questions. Obviously, like everybody else in the world, we're crazy Star Wars fans. I guess I want to start with 
Uh, how does one even audition to be Chewbacca? It seems like that would be a very difficult role for somebody to get a feel for how good you're going to be playing that character. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, it's it's a it's a uh, kind of a surprising story because the only thing I did is was play basketball for 25 years, 20 years. And uh, how yeah, tall are you? I'm uh, seven feet. Seven feet tall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So who knew? About, how did you get contacted? How did this whole thing happen? Well, they were pretty desperate to find someone to uh, come help out Peter Mayhew. Yeah. Uh, complete he had to get his knee rebuilt, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And uh, Force Awakens, they were casting uh, all over the world. Couldn't find it. I even saw a Facebook ad for or a post Is for, right? for the role. Really? And uh, didn't do anything about it. Thought I was too short. Well done. They were looking for seven three. <laughs> you person. thought you were too short. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, four months pass, and uh, they call me from the Finnish Basketball Association. Hey, Jonas, we saw that you're. Uh, we we've known you for a long time for playing in the youth national team. You seem like a fun guy. They are casting. Uh, they're looking for this seven footer with blue eyes. Um, the, the requirements have had come down at that point. <laughs> uh, and uh, and uh, are you interested? It's a big budget Hollywood film. We don't know which one. Uh, we don't interested? know which one. Yeah, they, they they hadn't been told, so it was basically just they were, yeah, being uh, wow. messengers. Now, was somebody in the Finnish national basketball team being contacted by somebody from Star Wars? Yes, yes. Nina Gold's casting agency had contacted the, all the about the, you uh, no 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 about oh. uh, any, anyone any blue eyed because they were looking for uh scandinavians because mm-hmm. we had we have a higher probability for blue eyes i think mm-hmm. so they were looking for that mm-hmm. and uh yeah and uh, i think they contacted the volleyball association of sweden and the mini golf association of norway i'm sorry no. <laughs> <laughs> Notice, had had you done any acting or was that not even required for this role uh i think the expectations were pretty low for, okay. for to find a seven footer with blue eyes and also the ability to act. Uh, thankfully, I had done high school plays. I'd always wanted to be an actor, uh, but uh, I was uh, uh, discouraged from pursuing that in college because I, I walked into the. Um, uh, I played college uh, Penn State basketball. I played basketball. If you're there. seven feet, you, not a lot of roles. You get yes. forced into playing basketball, exactly. whether you like yeah. it or not. Exactly. But now nowadays, I just say, aha. Uh-huh. I, right? I told you so. You showed them. <laughs> Here's so, my thing, though. I've got to think, okay, you're you're excellent at basketball. You've done that. Now you're Chewbacca. Like, what about all those other, like, seven-foot dudes that aren't good at basketball? You basically stole their role. You had basketball. Why what? are you a dick? Why are you coming at him like that? <laughs> Yeah, I, it feels. I feel. I feel attacked. I feel attacked. Yeah. It's aggressive. It's aggressive. <laughs> it's a little aggressive. So Jonas. So once you're in touch with the Star Wars folks, then they fly you somewhere for an audition in the costume. I imagine. Uh, yeah. No, they just uh, send me to London a couple of times first to mm-hmm. measure me up. Uh, see if uh, all the dimensions match. At that point, did you know wow. what movie? Uh, I when I walked in, they were building. They had a had a Darth Vader poster and uh, and a Chewbacca head on the <gasps> table. Oh, it worked oh out so God. so I was pretty excited about that and uh, yeah my fear levels uh, tenfold skyrocketed. Because, yeah, because oh. um, tell us about your. Did you love Star Wars? I, I assume I, I've always loved Star Wars. It was oh. my favorite. One of my favorite movies uh, was Star Wars, Indiana Jones, all that stuff. My mm-hmm. uh, my dad showed us it uh, showed it on VHS tapes. So and, you had uh, to think this is insane. I'm <laughs> I'm actually might be in a Star Wars movie. 
Exactly. Yeah. So eventually, and, eventually and what do they have home. you? What do they have you do for the audition? Once they've measured you for the suit and you're in it, then you do some sort of screen test, I imagine, with other actors, right? Uh, I, I did. I played a caveman who gets shot in the knee with an arrow, and uh, I was teaching uh, high school gymnastics for girls at my old high school. So I was doing. I was at the lowest of the low um, in my life. Wow. And, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> no, it was fun times. Uh, one one day I, I stayed. Uh, behind um, after classes and filmed my audition tape, which somebody's going to show some uh, someday. At some point, How it'll is it come not out, out? Right? Yeah, I don't know, but I stripped down to my shorts and uh, just played this caveman who who uh, uh, gets uh, who gets attacked by this invisible alien. Yeah, we're going to uh, need to see that exactly. <laughs> immediately. So that's basically so, that's basically so it. Now you don't uh, you don't make the sounds in uh, of Chewbacca, do you, Jonas? <laughs> so no. Uh, so no. I, that's a, that's a, that's a yes. I try to make the sound uh, just uh, to show off, basically, and uh, they do their best to delete all my sounds and replace it with bear sounds. Yeah. That's <laughs> how what did I, they make it? How, they, how did they make that sound? It's uh, just I think it's just that they starve a bear for a couple of days and then uh, <laughs> record its voices. I think it's uh, no. I, I think uh, they just uh, they found find these bears and. Uh, and the Skywalker Sound team go and do their magic. Wow, that's crazy! See, but that's but why on I love the bears. but on the set though, when you're having a conversation with uh, with Han Solo, though, do you just say nothing, or do you say something as a placeholder that they then remove? Well, it's basically Wookiee English. I, I say the lines in this movie because Chewbacca has a, quite a few lines. They wrote all these all the dialogue in the script. Oh, so I, I say. I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How has your uh, light, and of course it's going to get a lot different uh, in the weeks and months and years to come, but so far, how has your life changed being part of the Star Wars universe? It's uh, it's been a very gradual thing because uh, Force Awakens, I was kind of on the on the uh, uh, backstage and uh, and uh, Last Jedi, Chewie was there, but but in a in a very different role mm-hmm. and uh, with the Porgs, of course. Uh, but but now, I mean, it's uh, it's constantly evolving uh, and people recognize me more and more. Uh, but so far, I've been able to walk Disney World without anyone really well, noticing. Just and, wait. Uh, yeah. Wait until the 25th. I, 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 <laughs> and I kind of love that. I kind of love the fact that I can just walk the streets and, and not everybody, you know, only the only those who have gone and Googled me mm-hmm. or something right. will, will right. recognize me. Tell so me, I love that. Tell me and you how went about, back to high school or college at some point and everybody's sharing what they're doing now and you're just like, eh, you know. <laughs> I mean, Star it's a great Wars. reunion story. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm loving that the Finnish people are very proud of. Yeah, because we're proud of our saunas and we're proud of our hockey team. Even though we you just led lost, with saunas, we, we you just, said saunas before hockey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, Unacceptable. Well, we just lost to Denmark yesterday, oh, yeah, so I gotta, right. I gotta bring in the saunas and everything. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I think I, it's just so great of being, being. Uh, playing this character and being able to, you know, bring that to the Finnish people that now, now if our hockey team loses, you know, th- at least they have saunas and Chewbacca. So. <laughs> <laughs> Put Chewbacca in front of the saunas for God's sake. Mean... It's going to be such a summer for you, man. And we're so delighted to have had the opportunity to meet you. Thank you so much for coming in today. We really enjoyed it. Thanks so much for having me. It's the Kevin and Bean show. They're all doing great. Except for Kevin. K-Rock. So we had uh, David Wayne, and he was talking about his movie, A Futile and Stupid Gesture. He's also a magician, and I scoffed at the idea of him being a magician because magicians are stupid. They're the best. 
So after the interview, he stands up and he walks over to Allie's computer and he said, Allie, pull up my website, but don't scroll down. And Allie said, all right. So she pulled up his website. DavidWayne.com. Mm-hmm. And he says to Allie, he doesn't have any cards in his hand. He's just holding his phone. But I was watching his phone. And he wasn't doing anything with mm-hmm. it. He says to Allie, pick a card out of a deck. Any card, it doesn't matter. And you thought? I thought to myself, well, I'm not going to pick, you know, the Queen of Hearts or the Ace of Spades, like cards that you normally think of. So I said Seven of Clubs, obviously. Then he said, now scroll down on my page. And she sc- and I'm telling you, it was five seconds from the time. She- yeah. She scrolls down and there's a deck of cards on his website that's still there. And on top of that deck of cards is the Seven of Clubs. Oh, sorcery. Now, how did that happen? I believe we call that magic, Kevin. I think magic is the only explanation. I think there's no other way that could have happened. Because well, here's again, the thing. Magic's- there's no... Magic is real because I saw it yesterday with my own eyes, Kevin. Look, look, look. He didn't have a deck of cards. Right. He didn't palm a card. Right. Mm -mm. He didn't force a card. He didn't do anything that we noticed physically. And I did see him with his phone in his hand. I was watching his Mm -hmm. hand with with the phone. And he didn't type in anything. Nothing happened. And even – oh, you're saying because as if he could have added a command to his website that would have then showed up. You're right. He didn't do – Anything like that. What about voice recognition? What about I a Siri think, or the website has the some kind of... the computer that Ali's using is not hooked up for voice recognition. No, but you, his... you, you don't use voice recognition on your computer, right, Ali? No. No, but his not. site. Don't you think his site could? Or could he tie his phone with voice recognition guys, to his why website? why are we just leaving out the total obvious? Which is? That David Wayne and I connected on a level that a lot of people usually don't. You can have that. And uh, I don't know why he doesn't follow me on Twitter. It's fine. It's cool. But I, I think that's what we're going with. <laughs> All right. We got a, a bunch of calls. Let's start with the most reasonable explanation, and that's Bridget in Van Nuys. She's on line five to get us going. Hey, Bridget. Hey, what to do, nephew? So, what do you think? David Wayne... Yeah, well, you guys all know the theory that all magic is just science that we don't understand yet. Mm -hmm. So, Allie, I'm really sorry to break it to you. This isn't magic. David Wayne, most obviously, is a visitor from the future. Bridget, I'm with you on that. (laughs) I believe it. So he came back in time to change it after he knew what her guess was going to be. No, no, no. That's silly. (laughs) My bad. Technology... My bad. You go. He brought the technology back from the future, Kevin. Come on. to her. Hear her out. Bridget knows what she's talking about. (laughs) All right. Thank you for the call, my dear. We appreciate it. She's the best. Uh, Just because you you discounted it, but let's hear uh, Chris's explanation in Fullerton. He's on line eight. You said there was no way he had an assistant on the phone, an accomplice working on the other end of his website. There's no way. Why do you think that that's what happened, Chris? He's a professional. That was a sleight of hand. He had a guy. He's listening to the entire interview. He was sitting there waiting to update the website as soon as he heard what it was. He, he but David Wayne didn't have that. any reason to suspect that magic would ever come up or that he would need it, to do a trick for us. Yeah, we never talked about it during the interview at all. Even between segments, we didn't talk to him about yeah, it. Yeah, but he, he was planning on bringing that up. So somehow he would have worked it in and he had somebody else on the phone and yeah, they he, heard he was, it. But I'm telling you yeah. then, I'm telling you that the... Man, I'll tell you. Okay, it was, then here it was four or five seconds from the time she said it till the time we saw Chris, it. Chris, is it so far off base to think that maybe David Wayne and I had a connection? 
And you he, want that to be true so badly. He read All right. my Thank mind. you, Chris. We, we appreciate we the call. We feel each other on a level that go, go other to line people one. don't. Give me some Stephanie in Santa Monica. I think she's got a, a unique uh, perspective on All right. this. Hey, Stephanie. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> um, well, two things. One, my father used to always say there are magicians who do tricks and there are magicians who do magic. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this, to me, is a trick. A trick. My understanding of how all this works is there are magicians who are actually, as you said, Allie, they're reading your mind. They're mental telepathists. Yeah. You think you are thinking of a, a brand new number, but they are actually putting the number in your head. So you think David Wayne standing next to Allie suggested yes, to her through his mind to pick yes. the seven of clubs, which was yes. already on his site. Yes. Have you gone back to the site? Is that number still there? It's still it's there. Still it's still there. there. The yeah. same card. That's yes, that's what right. it is. That's exactly what it is. So when Thank he you. came in to do the interview yesterday, his website, davidwayne.com, already had a seven of clubs seven on. Seven of clubs up there, yes. And yes. he put that in Allie's brain. The only yes. thing that I will say. I mean, I'd let him put it in me again <laughs> if we want to <laughs> test this. magic shows all the time when people are blown away by, well, how did he know that? That's because he gave you the number. He gave you he the color. He though. gave you. He, he didn't. He didn't in five seconds get Allie yes, to think of the works. seven of clubs. It's very possible that you're straight crazy, Stephanie. I no, like no, no. her. In a second, they can make you think blue. And then you go, oh, blue. And you think it's a new thought. Wow. And it's not. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm well, into it. That's all I'm saying. I'm you have given it. us much to think about, Stephanie. We appreciate the call. Thank you. <laughs> All right, good times. Are we more confused now than when we started? I love it. I love that we have no idea how it worked because that's the beauty of magic. Just let it be. Bitter, predictable, whining disc jockeys. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Hey, could I get a little uh, a little of that echo, Kevin? Do you have that button? You can give me a little echo. Absolutely, if I yes. It. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for... Ready? Is it time? I had I, it on. I know, but I didn't know. Once. I didn't want to say it if you weren't ready. But okay, I had me, it on. Okay, turn it off and then pause. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Kevin's Peep. Now you didn't have it on now that time. Oh, I didn't realize you wanted it then. Okay, try it again. Just <laughs> <laughs> one more get sold. Just one more time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for... No, not yet. Okay, you wait until the pause. Sorry, and then you okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Kevin's People. Better known as, what the hell is this guy talking about? Uh, he called the Afro line, I don't know, 20 times. Oh. oh. He had a lot on his mind. Over time, though, 20 times. He I mean, it was all pretty much at one time. Oh. So, Over the course of a year, though. No, no, right. no, no. I'm saying like in a day. So oh he would God. call, and then it would cut him off, and then he would call back and continue. He has huh. a lot to say. How okay. much time do you get per call before it cuts you well, off, you I think? I think you get three minutes. Huh. I edited this down so that we could at least handle it. It's about a minute per call, and there's three of them. Okay. okay. I didn't change the content, Eddie. I just edited it for shortness. But this is one dude, and tell me what the hell he's talking about. Oh, hello. Um. By the way, I like that. Oh, I didn't right? realize you were there. Hello. <laughs> hey, there's someone here to talk to. Oh, Hello. Um, sometimes buffoons that you come in contact with can have power over you. There's a thing in L.A., they're hipster doofuses. Tell me when you want to stop and uh, come in. Hipster doofuses, they're buffoons. This might be a little tangential, a little, a little bit convoluted, but I think I have a very good point. One time I was in West L.A., 
to get a Starbucks coffee, which I don't even drink coffee, but my friend, I, you know, went there and I bought like $8 um, cup of coffee, which <laughs> I just thought, wow, these people are really stupid. They're paying $8 for a cup of coffee. Says the guy who just paid eight dollars for a yeah, cup of coffee. Yeah, that's perplexing. Now, I just said I, I never drink coffee, right? But my friend did. He sought out coffee that was like I think he said the most he ever spent was like a dollar fifty. Anyway, I'm old. Um, people until have kids when you're middle age. Pavarotti uh, had a kid I think when he was like seventy three. Uh, you know, so men are pretty gifted in that way. They can have kids when they're ninety nine years old. Anyway, I'm digressing. As I said, I would. Okay, let me let me stop. But you right come there. across. So hold, he hold, has. Hold. Doop- okay, so then it ended. Oh, that was the end of that one. Okay, yeah, hung up on him. Yeah. So he he's just a scatterbrain, right? Like everything he says reminds him of something else that he then also has to say. So yes. it's mm-hmm. it's a monologue that never ends. There's right. so many jumping off points in in the through line. Although occasionally he will will get back to the West Hollywood. Um, Starbucks. I need to know how he liked the coffee. Right? Does he get to that? Occasion- occasionally he'll okay. call back. Anyhow. He calls back and starts with anyhow. I'm continuing my um, commentary. I see. There's an actress. She's a very beautiful actress. I like her. Her name is, she's from South Africa. Charlie's Theron, I believe. Just probably about the most gorgeous woman you ever encounter in your life. Agreed. And He's sometimes, making sense. Right? Making perfect sense Right. Now. They could. They were really, really beautiful women, but in in this particular Arrested Development. Okay, right there. And just in case you miss it, now he's pivoted to her in Arrested Development. Okay, yeah, she, she was he, that uh, British lady or something for a half a season. But what's weird is that he he, he brings up Charlize Theron as if it's his discovery. Right. Like she hasn't been one of the most famous women in the world for the last twenty years. Right. And is an Academy Award winner. Like we know who Charlize Theron is, but for whatever reason, she seems to be new to him. She played well. She's an ex- excellent actress right. because she played a really beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I digress, as I said I would. Right. I'm at the Starbucks in West Hollywood. Yes, oh, here we go. Right. Back to Starbucks in West here Hollywood. Here we go. All right, an update. I haven't actually been to West Hollywood. Nope. And uh, I've just lot of, lost a lot of weight. Okay, so now we're already off the Starbucks in mm-hmm. West Hollywood. Now we're talking about his weight problem. Hmm. About three months ago, I weighed about 255. As of today, I weighed 220. Congratulations. Now, people, I called a friend who's an idiot, um, who is probably a narcissist. Well, at the very least, I can hope he's just a narcissist. Right. But I think he might be a sociopath. Okay, so then. Oh, no. Oh, again. no. And by the way, wow. that's, that's his friend. <laughs> Who's an idiot, yes. narcissist, possibly sociopath. Right. That's his friend. He describes his friend that okay. way. By the way, what a cliffhanger, though, to yes. have to call on that. Right? So then he. Now re- I've got to know what happened. So then so he realizes really. that he got cut off, so he calls back immediately. As I continue, now you think, boy, this guy's really droning on. Right? And if you have no patience, um,. No, that's not on me. All right, so if you're bored by this, right, it's on that's us. on you. Right, yeah. he's doing okay. his part. Sometimes you take, you have to be, you have to have patience. Okay. Uh-huh. People that are like younger, like young people that are even, you know, in their twenties, I think, wow, they're twenty. They should know something, but they're really dumb people now. I didn't realize there was a guy who made a movie. Um, I think it was like the guy who. 
making of it. They made a movie, but it was about a guy who ends up in the future, mm-hmm. and he's okay. And then I guess a, a hooker ends up in the future with him, and they're actually the smartest people in this place. And it's, I, I think it's supposed to be United States, like 500 years in the future. Right. And some people are just ignorant, and it's really not their fault. Okay. Oh, man. So is idiocracy new to him again? Is Idiocracy's he... new to him, but what about the sociopath? Right? Yeah. And the coffee. What? And how the was coffee? the coffee in West Hollywood? A lot of loose ends here, kids. I got and like... how do you lose 30 pounds? Right? <laughs> right? I got like 15 more. I can bring in some more tomorrow if you want. I don't hate it. Okay, we'll do that then. The Kevin and Bean Show. Just, just, just not, not, not funny. K-Rock. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Ali, you want to introduce what we're doing here? Yeah, uh, I I got hooked on looking at Craigslist ads a little while ago. The misconnections in particular, it could be anything from somebody driving down the street, you lock eyes, then you're like, I'd like to chat with that guy. I wonder if he'll see this. Then you put an ad in saying, we locked eyes, you, Subaru, that type of thing. (laughs) I usually find when you lock eyes with somebody in the car next to you, they speed up and turn their view away from you. Yeah, maybe flip you off, something (laughs) like that. Uh, But I, uh, I love them, and I think you will, too. Oh, yeah. And now it's time for Misconnections with Allie McKay. May I, uh, may I ask, though, mm-hmm. uh, in your years of uh, lurking on yeah. Craigslist, misconnections, <laughs> what are what is the percentage of men who are now uh, having second thoughts and want to chase down a woman they saw on the street versus the other way around? Uh, it's pretty equal. Is there's it? man no for kidding. woman. There's woman for man. There's man for man. No, there's woman for about, woman. You're talking about escorts now. I think no, you're no. talking about misconnections. <laughs> oh. So there are, gone wrong. <laughs> there are women who will see a guy uh, at a Dodger game that they like, and they will think, oh, I should have gone up and talked to him. Well, now I have a second chance. I'll put it up on Craigslist and hope, hope he sees it. Absolutely. That's I will read a couple of those, but I need to to start with my favorite one okay. that I told you about last time. But this will this will let you understand my psyche and why I now look for these. This comes courtesy of a gentleman in the bread section of a grocery store. <laughs> You were the hot brunette with curves that farted in the bread aisle last night. I was the tall guy next to you that looked over and asked, was that you? You quickly replied, no, it wasn't me. You almost seemed insulted, I would ask. As the stink grew, you continued to deny your flatulence, but it was evident. I tried to get rid of the stench by waving two loaves of ciabatta bread. You proceeded to storm off in an angry manner. 
You're beautiful. And even though you're a liar and fart like a Clydesdale, I'd love to meet up for a drink sometime. So I read that and I was like, I am in. I will scour these. That is a love story for the ages right there. Absolutely. I hope they got back together. Absolutely. Speaking of love stories, what about Juror 25 at the LAX courthouse? Okay. I was summoned to do my civic duty last week and was called to a courtroom where I saw you for the first time. You were the prosecuting DA. Tall, blonde, wore your suit well, and had wonderful oratory skills. For four days, I observed how you worked in a courtroom, and I was quite impressed, even as you were nursing a cough. I was looking forward to seeing you again today, but unfortunately, the case was settled out of court. So that's a woman, Bean. Okay. Okay. Now, we had a discussion last time we did this feature about, Mm -hmm. is it really a misconnection if you know where the person works? Right. But this is an attorney who probably travels courthouse to courthouse based on the the case that he has. 100%. So she can't automatically find him unless she knows his name. Right. That's a a good one. I hope they get together, too. You will will see this dude a lot in every city. This one's in the San Gabriel Valley. Huge pregnant beauty. To the beautiful pregnant woman who followed me into Walmart Saturday afternoon, I couldn't help but notice your big, beautiful round belly. Looks like you're about to pop. If interested, I'll totally (laughs) rub down that belly with cocoa butter. He talks about Walmart, Target. I swear to God, he's just hanging out at the front, checking out pregnant ladies. It is concerning, but I respect it, How many pregnant ladies are looking for love? Not many, I'm thinking. I I think they have it covered. Yeah. Or Uh, a random guy to rub cocoa butter on them. Exactly. This one I appreciated because it's very specific. Woman for man in Hollywood. Nathan Fielder, if you're reading this, please contact me. My name is Ingrid. I can see from your television show you utilize Craigslist a lot. Please respond. Wow. I mean, it Whoa. might work. It might work. Absolutely. It's not going to work. No. How about this one? I was on the Metro listening to music. Earbuds in. Felt a little pressure. Tried to sneak out a little relief. So I farted. I couldn't hear it, but from the look on everyone's faces, it was a good one. You smiled and held up a notebook like a scorecard with a 9.0 written on it. I was too shocked and embarrassed to respond. I hope they meet up. That's awesome. Do you have a a fart alert on your Greg's list? What's going on? That's awesome. I might. This, uh, This dude... I see this is the title, Lady and Judge Judy Audience. So I'm like, oh, he went to a taping and he saw someone he liked. Yet, no, he's just watching her on TV taking screenshots of her. And he said, (laughs) I need to know who this extremely adorable woman is. Every time she's on the show in the audience, she's all I can focus on. Although I couldn't get any screenshots of her smile. She is an amazing one. I hope she sees this and responds. You're just looking at a girl on TV in the background, sir. That's baloney. Okay. It doesn't make sense. All right. Well. I'm sorry. I, I don't know why you hate love, Allie, but I also yeah. hope that one works. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How, what an amazing meat story that would be, right? Yeah. They got together? Right. <laughs> this one. Whew, this guy just reads like a big old walking actually. Good girl. Bad morning, WeHo. I saw you this morning leaving for work. You were arguing with your man friend. He really had you steaming. I pulled over and told you... Whatever happened, let it go. Try to have a nice day. It took you a second, but then you looked at me and smiled. Glad I could help you in this moment. Open to talking about what had you so upset and happy to share a man's perspective. 
That dude has feminist written in his Twitter bio. I know it. (laughs) Happy to share a man. I think she knows the man's perspective. That's what made her so mad. Yeah, already. And finally, to the crazy lady at Safeway check stand yelling about candied yams. I was in line at Safeway today. You were a few check stands over screaming for someone to help you find candied yams. I don't even know what the hell they are, but I was definitely turned on. You. 50s, 60s, crazy as S, and apparently really likes yams. Maybe we can get together sometime and candify them. I'll bring the sugar. <laughs> I bet he will. Wow. I bet he will. You're welcome. You're not doing good so far. So far. The Kevin and Bean Show. You're not doing good on K-Rock. K-Rock. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah Shahi, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! She is a one-woman party, isn't she? Wow. This last three minutes has been among the most entertaining three minutes I've ever spent. How are you, Sarah? Oh, I'm so good. It is so good to be here again. I miss you guys. Well, we miss you, too, and we're very excited to have you back on our TV. Well, thank you. I'm so happy to be on your TV. Now, did you have, how much time uh, between jobs did you have? How much unemployed time did you have before you signed up for Reverie? It was scary. It was really scary, guys. I didn't know if I was going to make it. (laughs) Um, I had, you know, after POI ended... Person of interest. I, yes, person of interest. <laughs> I I wanted to work in L.A. And unfortunately, nothing shot in L.A. So I took almost a two-year hiatus and just waited for the right project. And wow. I did little, I did like little you things did here Donovan. and there. And I did Ray yeah. Donovan. I did the show called Pitch on Fox for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like I made pennies and just waited for the right thing. And, you know, and the right thing came almost two years later. And it's a perfect wow. role for you. I feel like it's a great. Are you saying I'm crazy? Oh, <laughs> what are you? absolutely. Uh, one hundred percent. Kevin, um, <laughs> um, you weren't just waiting, though. You were also squeezing out a hundred babies, right? A hundred and one. Okay. Yes. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, so it's not like you haven't been busy. No, I, mean, I that's was a, busy. Yeah, that's a lot um, of work. Yeah, no, yeah. The, the, oh, my God, kids. Oh, God. Let's hey, not talk but, about right? them. <laughs> let's oh, let's talk not talk about, about them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the like, truest thing a mom has ever oh said. You know what? You like, get get, here's get me out of this house. I've got to go back to work. Parents who act like they like their kids, uh-huh. they're not in there enough. <laughs> really? They're not in there. You have to have true disdain for your children. That's the sign of a good parent. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You are insane. I like it so much. Right? <laughs> uh, by the way, the shots have been delivered. Dave did bring in some shots. Yes, that's right. And like she's I said, not pouring shots, by the way, just for no, the record. No, this is a, a sipping cup she's <laughs> pouring right now. It is. What are you talking about? This is, this is Casamigos water, guys. Casamigos water. <laughs> you guys are world famous. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't disappoint. Right. Okay? No, no, you don't. And, you know, I've got listeners, and this is my only other side gig besides acting is <laughs> being on the show. When do I start getting paid, damn it, for this Amen. segment? Amen. You guys have people that tune in just to listen to me yeah. drink tequila. I mean, that is true. true. It that is, is true. true. Hey, let me ask you a question about Reverie because yeah. I'm watching it and I was thinking to myself, I just want to stay in there. But you're saying their body is dying outside as they're laying. They're being moved into a medical unit. Right. Why don't you make that part of the Reverie process where you can hook them up to all sorts of stuff so they could stay in for longer? Because then we wouldn't have any drama, Ellie. 
Oh, see, I'm thinking, acting like this is real. Right. She, yeah. real life. She wants You're to like, go there. I yes, do. I really there. do. It's so beautiful. Yeah, I know. It's beautiful. And, you know, they did such a – that's another thing that Amblin does so well – um, <clears throat> Steven Spielberg. Um, oh, do but, you work with Steven Spielberg? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd like you to talk I, about I, him I, in a second. I, I, I dropped that name, oh, by the way, and sure. I'll be dropping it like all day long. Well, you should. Um, they do such an incredible job. Like, you know, there's that great documentary on HBO, Spielberg, where they talk about like, isn't like all of his movies. And he has such a spiritual theme. Tell <sighs> us about meeting Steven Spielberg. I haven't. I'll let you know. I'll come back. Is that right? <laughs> you haven't. But I will say this. Okay, so I got the I got the phone call one guy uh, one day. The the two execs uh, from Amblin, Justin Falvey, Daryl Frank, like amazing. I'm so happy. I was telling you, I'm so happy to be in business with these guys. Like they're the real deal. They're amazing. They're talented, and they're good people. Um, they called me and they were like Shahi, and I was like, <laughs> What's going on, guys? And they're like, So. Like, we talked to SS, and he wants to meet you. And <laughs> they call him SS? SS. They're like, he wants to meet you. And I was like, wait, what? Huh? Who? Like, really? So I call my mom, and I'm like, Mom, Steven Spielberg wants to meet me. And she goes, honey, wear silver. And I'm like, <laughs> silver? You want me to wear silver to meet Steven Spielberg? She's like, yes, mom. She calls me mom. Mom, he is the man of the future. I'm like, what? Mom. Wear silver. Oh. So I got to wear awesome. silver, guys. I got to yeah, wear silver. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. By the way, these shots aren't drinking themselves, so get over here. All right. Let's yeah, pass, seriously, Kev. You got to help out here. Pass these out. Pass these out. And by the here. way, I'm I'm thinking about uh, Spielberg for a minute yeah. because how, I don't know how long ago uh, AI was, but obviously yes. you've had an interest in virtual reality for a long time. Minority Report was yes. another one that was very virtual reality. So this is something that he is, uh, I mean, look, he see, this guy sees the future anyway. Yes. Uh, it's so interesting that he is uh, so so involved in a show like this. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. You know, when he when he when we were shooting, he was shooting uh, the post and, um, you know, but he so he wasn't able to be on set. And we shot on the Universal lot, by the way, which was heaven because a, oh, it's yeah. basically my backyard and b like sneaking onto the lot and riding the Jurassic Park ride during lunch and coming back like <laughs> that's so weird, looking like a drowned rat and having my hair and makeup, people like freak out over it. Why would and, you like, do that? It was awesome. <laughs> it was the best. <laughs> Um, but it was, what was I talking about? <laughs> By the way, I haven't taken a sip of the tequila. I just want to point that out. Just want to point I that mean, out. maybe you should. I know, exactly. That'll, that'll help me help. get my thoughts together. Yeah, possible, yeah, 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 yeah. Before you go, Sarah, we have a feature we call 60 Seconds With. Kevin is going to rapid fire a bunch of questions. Just give him the first answer that comes to your mind. You oh, ready to go? Oh, God, yes. 60 Seconds With Sarah Shahi. Okay. What's the thing most people would be surprised to find out about you? I love bananas. <laughs> what were you like in high school? Stupid. <laughs> What's the most embarrassing TV show you enjoy? Oh, God. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Drag Queen. <laughs> okay. What's the last thing you Googled? Um, oh, my goodness. It was porn, wasn't it? Yeah, porn. <laughs> <laughs> what movie do you rewatch every time you come across it? Pretty Woman. Uh, have you ever been in a fight? Yes. Over Silly Putty. She took my Silly Putty. I pulled her hair. I jumped on her back. Fifth grade. It was a timeout. It was the best thing ever. I got my Silly Putty back. <laughs> That's the most detailed answer we've ever gotten from that question. Uh, if you had to do karaoke, what song would you pick? Fever. Dog kisses on the mouth. Yes or no? Ew! What fashion trend do you just not get? Uh, Mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
Ladies and gentlemen, there she is. Yeah. The champion of all things. Sarah, we love you. Oh, I love you guys. Please come back and see us again soon. I will. After I meet Spielberg, I'll let you know how that goes. Please oh, do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, do. Yeah. I love you guys. Love you too. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Yesterday after the show, I brought up a, a podcast that I have just recently been introduced to called the Sleep With Me podcast. And the shriek that came out of Ellie's mouth. <laughs> now... I, I couldn't talk to her about it yesterday because she refuses to speak with me unless she's being paid, and we weren't on the air. So I had to save it for today. It's true. Why the visceral reaction when I mentioned the Sleep With Me podcast? So I have bouts of insomnia, and I was having a, a real bad few weeks. And a friend of mine said, hey, I listened to this podcast, and it really does calm me down. It's just maybe it's something that'll work for you. But warning other friends I've introduced this to have not talked to me again. I'm like, what, what could be so bad about this podcast? And then I listened to it, and I, I had the exact opposite of wanting to sleep. I wanted to murder this guy. You wanted to murder him, yes. yes. I, uh, like I said, I didn't know about it until recently, and I had the same reaction to him. Is I wanted to find out where he lives. His name is Drew Ackerman. He goes by Scooter on the podcast. <laughs> and he is five. Hundred episodes in on the Sleep With Me podcast. And what's remarkable to me about it is that I don't know how long it is. It looks like it's probably about an hour and a half. I don't know. No one's ever gotten to the end of it. I assume you either go to sleep or you drive yourself crazy listening to it. But it's an hour and a half, 500 episodes worth wow. of him just telling the most boring, <laughs> rambling stories you've ever heard in your life in a way that to me, and maybe it's just because we do this job and we're used to having to be on point as much as we try to anyway. And, you know, we have, we're very limited uh, uh, patience with callers that mm-hmm. don't get to the point. And this guy, the the whole intention of this podcast is to ramble. Yeah. He's trying to get you to not be interested in what he's saying. And he's very successful at that. Yes. Very little inflection to the voice, just very droning Makes you want to maybe stab yourself in the face. <laughs> yes, I'm glad we're giving these disclaimers because I'm about to play some of uh, of Scooter's podcast here, and I want to make sure uh, you know you're wide awake. You got that coffee, you got the window down, whatever you need to do to make sure no one falls asleep behind the wheel. But apparently, there's big big business in these sorts of podcasts. His is the only one that is essentially for adults bedtime stories i guess is what right. you might call it there's a bunch of them for kids people have used a uh, a peaceful noise playlist is one thing that's called where they just put together like soothing sounds there's also white noise podcasts mm-hmm. that some people find helpful to try to go to sleep to and then there's that whole category of the asmr we've talked about those before those are the those are the whisper people that basically I can't fall asleep <laughs> no so there's those two but this is the only guy doing what he does and it was so hard for me to pull a clip because, you know, usually you go to something for audio and you're, well, what's the most interesting part? There's none of it. That's interesting. Oh, man. So let's enjoy. He's talking about what he's, uh, he's going to be doing on the podcast. And he's talking about, in this particular episode, he's talking about an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation and something that a doctor said on the show. And it just gets him to just, just ramble about that. Let's hear a little bit of, uh, of Scooter. Unbelievable episode with, with Dr. Crusher. And during the day, you probably want to watch it at some point tonight. You know, tonight you say, well, it was a little bit like a delusion in a dream. I don't know. Is there a physical, this podcast, I don't know if there needs to be a physical measurable 
something to it. Yeah, but this is, you know, phenomenon. Are you already out? Uh, you know, cause you can, can you measure dilution? Because if, if you could, I, I probably, I, may, I don't have a lot of world records. In fact, if zero. Uh, but if you were measuring, you say, what's the world record for a stack of delusion within one's brain? <laughs> well, we, we, okay, you see, hey, it, it, this does happen when I call Guinness, you know, the, the, the world record hotline. What? Well, luckily, someone rerouted it to someone that I pay. It's still 1-900. Is it still a 1-900 number? It's still getting billed for this 1-900 Guinness World Records. And it's it's just oh it's so God. stream of consciousness that every time he thinks of something that takes him off into another direction, right. rather than do what the natural impulse as a human is to try to get your audience to remain interested, right? You, you avoid that and stay on the road, right? This guy just goes off in every possible direction, and it doesn't matter how long it takes because, again. The whole point of the podcast is to make you fall asleep. Right. I'm telling you, we start a rival Sleep With Me podcast and Beer Mug hosts it. That's a great idea. I think we get we we get a piece of this business. <laughs> Look, sure. we've all had conversations with Beer Mug where we feel exactly like we feel when we listen to this dude, right? Absolutely. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Um, first question. Do you ever tell your significant other about your dreams? Yeah. How about you, Kevin? Um, it depends on the dream. Are you responsible if your dream no. includes bad behavior or good behavior with somebody who is not your significant other? Are you responsible for it? Yes. In other words, no. Is she allowed to be mad at you about something that you dream? See, this is why you have to pick and choose what dreams you tell. <laughs> yeah, you don't tell her, oh, I was boning this chick right. last night. Woo, what she a dream. She was so much better than you. No one needs to hear that. <laughs> okay. Why do you but, I, mean, I, I can see some partners considering it sleep cheating, though. You know what I mean? There's no such thing. thing as sleep cheating. You're just making that up. I'm not making There's it up. No there, there, there are people who actually will get mad. Look, yeah. my wife has been mad at me for things that I have said in my sleep. Things that when I have spoken out loud while sleeping, <laughs> yeah, she's been mad said, at me. Yeah, when you said, oh, yeah, Veronica, yeah. <laughs> of course she's angry. <laughs> All right. So that's your ruling on, uh, on the marital bed. Yes. Now, here's the real question. How about if you have a sex dream about somebody you work with? Did you have another dream about me being... <laughs> How about that? Is that something you keep to yourself, or is it, hey, it's obvious we have a 100% complete God, I hope it's pla- Chip. platonic relationship. <laughs> oh, please so be there's Chip. No, there's please no, be I, Chip. And the reason I ask this question is, we live in an era now where even a conversation about oh, something sexual... Oh, for the love of God, be Chip. Stand by, Allie. Even oh, a conversation gosh. about something sexual now can be perceived as sexual harassment. How many of these guys in the news have we seen part of the complaint is, he was always talking about porn or showing me pictures oh, on his phone or whatever God. it was. These days, you you even talk about sex sometimes and you get in trouble with a coworker. Please tell me I was on top. So what's, <laughs> what's the ruling on, like, is it inappropriate to say to a coworker in your office, hey, I know this is crazy, but we were, we were rabbits last night. Uh, yes. <laughs> what? What's inappropriate? It's inappropriate. Leave it at, you were in my dream last night. Allie's well, speaking out of fear, though. God. <laughs> so wait. So Allie, if somebody has a sex dream about you, yeah. would you be offended if he told you about it? 
If he said, I had a dream about you, absolutely not. No, no, a not. sex dream. If he said, I had a sex dream, you and me last night, would that offend you? Is that inappropriate workplace conversation? First I guess of all, you're asking me who's not offended by anything. Right. right. So I'm not the one to ask, first okay. of all. So <laughs> I guess you guys will never know then. Oh, oh, yeah. oh no, like now we need, I, to now know. we need to know. Well, the advice I was just giving. Right. Wait, wait, that wait. Was, that <laughs> was for you personally. This and is your radio show, so we need to know. It's Omar, isn't it? All right, yes. so it has to be Chip, Allie, or Christine, right? It have to be. It anyone. doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. And look, you're not, again. Guy or girl. You're not in control of right. your dreams. We're giving you that. You are correct. That's yes. what I'm saying. Right. But you That's guys have just saying. told me that it is inappropriate in the workplace to say to somebody, hey, I had a sex dream about you last night. That's because, because you're saying it to him one-on-one, right. and it's all weird. We're on the air. We're, this is a safe zone, Bean. <laughs> but, no one will judge. But that person may or may not still be listening, though. And, and let me also say this. Is it worth it to, if it is in some way is going to affect the relationship going forward? Like, this person may now think differently about me or now may not want to hang out with me or whatever. Guy or girl? <sighs> I don't think I should say guy or guys. girl. I, I feel like I should. Here's the thing. Tease. Here's the thing, Bean. I'm if not you, being if a tease. you don't say, we all feel gross. Just let one of us feel gross. <sighs> I can't say. Yes, you can. <laughs> I can't. Say. Yes, you can. Bean, <laughs> go ahead. Don't be such a big tease. Go ahead. Say I'm not chip. being a tease. This is Just why I spent. This is fine. why I spent Allie. all the time to ask first. All right, was chip. because I didn't want to do the wrong thing. Chip, Ali, Christine, me, Dave, Dave Omar, Ruben, Ruben. Was it Omar? <laughs> I um, I have bad news, Chip. No! <laughs> Ali's so happy. <laughs> I'm really, really sorry to tell you. I know. I, it's, I am sorry. I hate it here. Wait, wait, wait. I apologize. Wait, how was it? <laughs> I mean, was it awesome? It, it, it was awesome, no. first of all. But Chip, if it makes you feel any better, you were only receiving, not yet. Oh god! Just, if that makes oh, it god. better. Oh, this is the everybody. best day of my life. I, I'm not lying. <laughs> I really don't like any of them. The Kevin and Bean Show. How can you say that, bro? So maybe they're not politically correct, but it's funny. <laughs> K Rock. What's up with Florida? You got yet people in Florida. America's most penis-shaped state has been on fire this year. It's uh, it's really extraordinary, even for Florida, the number of stories that are coming out of there, including this one that uh, many, many listeners sent me. And I love that when people see a story like this, they think of me. A Florida man called the sheriff's office on Tuesday after growing suspicion that the meth he was smoking was the wrong drug. A 49-year-old Hawthorne, Florida resident named Douglas Peter Kelly experienced a violent reaction to narcotics that he had purchased a week earlier. He wanted members from the Putnam County Sheriff's Department to test the substance. Why do you suppose, Allie? So he could press charges against the drug dealer for selling him the incorrect drug. Sure. How does... Look, I know that you're on meth, okay? Mm -hmm. But how does it not occur to you that you don't really want to invite the police into your operation where you're buying illegal drugs? Like, how do you not think of that? What was the first sentence you said? A Florida man. A Florida man who's on meth. 
Yes, exactly. Good night. (laughs) Drug unit uh, detectives invited Mr. Kelly to the office so they could conduct a quality test. Uh, (laughs) He drove to the office to show them the clear substance wrapped in aluminum foil. It tested positive as methamphetamine. He was then arrested and is in jail. By the way, the sheriff's office then took to Facebook to extend the same drug testing assistance to all other citizens. Public notice. If you believe you were sold bad drugs, we are offering a free service to test them for you. Remember, our detectives are always ready to assist anyone who believes they were misled in their illegal drug purchase. The police officers just have to be going, this is, this is a pretty easy day today. Yeah, we're going to take an early lunch. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Here's a uh, story that will make members of the NRA happy. In Jacksonville, Florida, police say a man tried to carjack two people and was thwarted after both potential victims pulled out guns to protect themselves. This is 36-year-old Christopher Raymond Hill. He's been charged with strong-arm robbery, a carjacking with a firearm and, uh, uh, or deadly weapon, aggravated battery with a deadly weapon, and trespassing. He tried to rob a liquor store, and his car, his Ford silver Ford SUV, wouldn't start. So he thought, i got to get out of here. He's got money. So he tries to carjack Scott Reardon at knife point, and he cuts him on his arms and his legs. Mr. Reardon reached in his glove box and pulled out a gun and brandished it. The attempted carjacker was like, don't shoot me. I'm like, get out of here. He said, look, this is the interview with uh, Scott Reardon afterwards. He says, people can talk about banning guns, but when it comes and happens to them, they're going to wish they had one. All right. So he leaves and tries to, runs over to the Starbucks and tries to carjack a woman who's in the drive through line at the Starbucks. She jumps out of the car. He gets in. She then pulls a pistol out of her purse oh, and wow. points it at him until he gets out. So ultimately, he was found inside the bathroom of a supercuts where he surrendered. But uh, if everyone's armed, I mean, I guess this, thank God, this didn't end up into being some sort of a shootout or something, right? Which is always the fear when you have too many guns. Right. But in this case, he tried to carjack the wrong people. <sighs> Pasco County Sheriff's deputies have arrested a man accused of breaking into a mobile home in Newport Ritchie. He was naked and started to assault one of the residents. I love this story oh, so man. I love this story so much by the way because this naked man enters into and I'm sure he was on some sort of drugs too. He enters into a mobile home. Then he picks up a rake and a fight ensues with the naked man hitting the homeowner in the face and in the back with a rake. The fight tumbles outside and the homeowner then picks up a hammer and starts striking the naked intruder with a hammer. Oh, wow. This has everything. It really does. This is a case where I'm glad nobody had guns. What's better than a rake versus a hammer fight? <laughs> he was arrested, did not get away with it. All right, here's one. This is interesting in What's Up with Florida. This is actually from a Reddit group. This is not a news story, but this is somebody who posted on Reddit. And I want to get your opinion on this, Allie. Mm-hmm. So I live in a house in a South Florida suburb where the streets are wide enough to allow street parking legally for guests, as most houses only have a small driveway to fit a couple of cars' tops. It's never been an issue in the three years I've lived here, but lately my neighbor has gotten really obsessed about people driving up on his lawn and scuffing his grass when they park, and this week he decided to do something about it. His grass goes all the way to the street. When people turn into park, they sometimes drive maybe a foot onto the grass if they're careless. I've always told my guests to park away from his house because I know how angry he gets. I don't want the hassle. However, the said neighbor has now placed several rebar posts with the tops sharpened to tips right at the edge of his grass. And they're low enough and that they're hard to spot if you're driving by or unfamiliar with the street. So in other words, if somebody gets a portion of their tire onto his lawn, Mm -hmm. he has spikes in his grass that will pop those tires. 
This is what he's doing. I asked my neighbor about it when I was walking the dog, and he said that if people are going to be dicks and drive on his lawn, they deserve to get their tires punctured. I assume that this is no way legal, but what can I do about it? Is it something I should call the city about or a police matter or what? Does that seem like, does that seem like, I mean, I feel like he could put up a fence. Might be a little safer way to do it. Oh, for I, sure. I, and is it illegal if it's his property? I don't know. That's crazy. But it also seems like, especially if it's a, especially if the grass goes all the way to the street and somebody could be walking a dog that could jump up on there and get right. hurt or a kid could fall off a bike or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And do And if somebody trespasses on your property by six inches, do you have a right to do hundreds of dollars of damage to their car with a spike. I don't know what the answer is to this, but that is a uh, that is a, a curious aggressive. response. <laughs> yeah, real aggressive. It, sir. it does seem a little <laughs> bit aggressive. So I'll keep uh, keep my eyes open and see what happens with that. But I just thought that was a bizarre story. So don't do any of the things that the people in Florida do, and that way you won't end up on what's in Florida, right? Whatever it's called. <laughs> Gentlemen, I don't mind telling you, I've never heard a bigger crock of bull crap in my life. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I didn't imagine that it was real, but apparently it is, Kevin. I'm not positive that it's real either, but I want, I, it, I want I, it to be so badly. I want it to be real, too. Yeah. And I look, I know that you have no – this is true. You have no control over what turns you on. Right. You just don't. It's just – it's somehow it's just baked into you based on your life. See, and baked into you. See, that's already – I wasn't trying to make a pun. <laughs> but apparently there are people who are turned on by – I mean, was that your impression that bread face, the whole phenomena, yes. is people are sexually turned on by watching a woman smash her face into loaves of bread? Yes. That's their thing. She has an Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allie, you said it's verified. It's verified. Mm-hmm. People okay. love it. And people send her money and ask, hey, how about some rye this weekend? Hey, why don't you pull out some wheat? Try and, and some hawa. So she puts <laughs> the bread on the table and she just smashes her face Smash in her it. Face yeah. That's yes. what, that's the whole thing. That's, that's it. it. That's it. Yeah, she doesn't uh, get undressed. She doesn't do anything with the bread she, except for smash her face into it. It's called bread facing. And apparently the, the YouTube channel Super Deluxe interviewed her. And Kevin, you saw this video. Why? I mean, is it in the clip why she prefers to remain anonymous? Yes. Okay, let's hear. Let's yes, hear it is. First, thing. she explains in uh, uh, painful detail uh, what it is. Mm-hmm. And by the way, listen for sexual innuendo because I feel like every other word, there's something. <laughs> Here she is. She's explaining what it is in painful detail. So the process of bread facing is, um, number one, I... Go buy bread. I mean, I mean okay. really. Come on now. <laughs> really? I mean, don't we assume she has bread? Well, she's starting from the beginning here, Kevin. All right. Number two, I bring home the bread. Okay. Well, did oh. she pay for it? She, oh, she, she left, no, she left already. it out. I don't know. You're right. That's a good point. And then number three, I um, put my face in bread. That's it. 
So that's her explanation of how it works. And by the way, Allie, just to go back to your point, uh-huh. paper or plastic to get Great it home. Great question, Bean. We need more info. So how did she get started and how did it turn into this social juggernaut? Anytime I buy bread or find a very soft bread, I always touch it to my face. I just decided to film it on a whim. Of course, I didn't expect it to blow up. I was actually like begging my friends to follow me and they were like, get the f- out of here. <laughs> she could not get anyone to follow her. Her friends said, get the F out of here. Those are her friends. Why did she choose to put it on her face in the first place? Just because it felt it felt soft? Every and... time she she got bread, she put it up to her face, I mm-hmm. guess, to see what it feel, the texture. Yeah. I don't know. She's just attracted somehow to the texture. I don't know, because okay. I bought a lot of bread, and it's yeah. never occurred to me. You know what? I should maybe, maybe I should just put my face on it. You haven't found the right bread. <laughs> Change things. Does she have favorites? My favorites are sponge cake. Croissants are always nice. Tortillas are just very cooling on my face. I love the ones that fall apart or like stick to my face. The party sub was just awful. It was just too big. I mean. (laughs) Well, one tiny Asian can't take on a whole party sub. I mean, seriously. How did you even pick a party sub? That's not just bread. That's everything. (sighs) Right. All right. Um... Now she's talking about, um, and I'm not making this up, she's talking about what she wears mm-hmm. while smashing her face into the bread. I used to just wear whatever I had on, and then um, over time I, I kind of like approach it like a date. I do kind of want to look good for the bread, and I... Okay. She said, okay. on. All right. She said... Bread-faced lady's gone bye-bye. She <laughs> said... I do kind of want to look good for the bread, and I... And I want to set the mood. Sometimes you have to go in really hard um, and you get hurt. And then, you know, sometimes they're soft, but then a little too soft. Other times it's just like a wild card. You just make a huge mess and you feel a little gross after. But um, all in all, you had a pretty good time. <laughs> I, uh, she dresses up okay. yeah, for the bread. Sure. Yeah, she does. Did everyone hear that? I, yeah, we, we, I, we I got can't it, wrap yeah. my head around it. It sounds she dresses like it, up for the bread. It sounds like it she has to be up no dress up for the bread. We understand, yes, but it sounds like it has to You're be. You're still a, talking. I know. Well, for God's sakes, let it sink in. No, I got it. She dresses up for the bread. Right. For she approaches the bread. it like a date. I, I heard that. I understood that. Man, you're just talking a lot. Just let it sink in. <laughs> it sounds like this must be some sort of a parody of sexual fetish videos, but I don't think it is. I think she's sincere. I think it's real. All right. Here's the answer to your question about why yes. she tries to keep her identity private. I think the reason why I don't want to reveal that much about me is because I think the magic would kind of be gone. I'm mm-hmm. very much like a normal person. Sure. I have a nine to five. This is like probably the only quirk about me, I guess. Yeah, I, I doubt don't, it. I don't think I doubt so. That. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. Um, so she does get feedback on social media where people request certain types of bread. No. And they ask her, what does she think that the people are doing? Oh, no. While watching her nope. smash her face okay. into bread. A few people emailed me and told me that they... Uh, they to the videos. A girl actually told me she to it, and I was like, I don't know, cool. <laughs> I know a lot of people are like, oh, that's disgusting, but I don't, I don't kink shame, and I, I think this is like a very harmless thing to. Yeah, I mean, 
She's okay. got a point. It is harmless. Final message from Breadface. Um, I would say that I guess that dreams really do come true. Right? It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of the show when they have the crazies on. I know. I feel so guilty for laughing, but it is so funny. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. If I could uh, recap quickly for you the Zero Club and how that came about. Um, I usually run out of really, really low on gas before I fill back up. So I took a picture of my thing saying one distance to empty, one mile, mm-hmm. and then the next week distance to empty, zero miles, and set <laughs> new personal record. And then Beans started making fun of me. And then everybody started calling and saying, hey, I do that, I do that, yeah. I do that. And the Zero Club was born. Yeah. I found out that there are more people who do it your way than do it the right way. Right. Which is shocking. Which is, Which shocking, is shocking because my way is the wrong way. <laughs> but you literally started a movement, Kevin. I, yes, I mean, did. I sort of just accidentally stumbled onto something everybody else was already doing. And you were Which very is, clear. I have to give Kevin a lot of credit. It's not like Kevin is saying it's the way to go. You <laughs> right. you almost immediately hashtagged it. That's no way to live this a life. This is no way to live your life. <laughs> right. But people still do it. Yes. And it's still in my timeline of Twitter. I still have every third one is a picture of somebody's dashboard. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes they're doing it like on the road to Vegas where right. if they do run out of gas, it's 40 miles to find the, the next gas. Or it's pouring rain. I'm like, well, you're making terrible decisions. They got their kids in the car. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so we got, a, uh, we got an Afro call that I would like to play for you now oh, uh, right. from Nicole, who works here at K-Rock with us. Hi, guys. This is Miss Nicole Alvarez. So... Uh, you know that zero club, that zero mile club thing that you guys have going? Well, I am a proud member, but now when I have no gas, instead of stopping to get gas, I'm like, oh, look, I'm part of the zero mile club. So <laughs> on the way home from work, my car started putt-putting. Hmm. I am now sitting on the side of Santa Monica and Hudson, uh, completely and totally dead with no gas. And my dilemma is, do I? call a lift and go to a gas station and buy a gas tank and then come back? Do I call AAA and waste that? Or do I wake one of you a-holes up and make you come get me because this is all your freaking fault? Fail. Epic fail. By the way, part of the Zero Club is not running out of gas. So, so Nicole? <laughs> Nicole? You, you ran out of gas. And then you decided you were going to blame it on us. Well, here's the here's what's even sicker is that before I called for help, um, I called the Afro line. Well, I mean, you did the right thing there. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we want you in the Zero Club if you can't manage the fuel in your tank. Well, no. So here, it started like 10 years ago at an Incubus show at the Greek. That's mm-hmm. the first time I ever ran out of gas. Right. And um, and I was in that stacked parking, but I talked about it on the air, and Incubus sent me a gas tank the week after, like just a you know like a wow. can, sorry, wow. uh, a gas can. And then like a year ago, I lent my husband my car to go to work. Well, that's a mistake on, already. On the way, he ran out of gas, and he left my car in an alley, and I had to take an Uber to my car at like. Six in the morning, and I watched the sunrise as I was waiting for Triple A. Good, and then it happened again, and it happened. It's happened like six times, really. Yeah, you know, yeah. We're, we're not the run out of gas club. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
The idea is okay. the idea is that you could go. It's exhilarating because it says zero yeah. miles. You're to living empty. on the edge. You're living on the edge, yeah. but you can still go further. But how far? You don't know. But don't run out. Yeah, Here's it's the, the difference thing. between a high and overdosing. You got to know your limits, Nicole. Here's the thing. I swear my gas gauge must be broken. Sure, because it, it just it has to. Be. Like they all are. Which well, should make it more exhilarating because you're always just pushing it. Like, I don't know where I am. But, Nicole, I feel like Kevin has kicked you out of the club. I mean, yeah. it's not the running out of gas club. Yeah. Especially, especially somebody who's run out of gas six times, by the way. That's worse than me. I feel like that's <laughs> really unfair for you to kick me out of the club considering that I ran out of gas this last time specifically because of you. Uh, uh. Okay, but again, <laughs> Explain. If, you really, if you were really a card-carrying, proud member of Kevin's Zero Club, right. what you would have done is gone, all right, I've gotten as far as I can go. Now I have to buy gas so I'm not a loser and run out. You're well, a winner if you're in the Zero Club. Right. But then you okay. lose if There's you're no in less the than Zero Club. Club. <laughs> There's no less than Zero Club. Okay, so do you want me to try harder? Can you just let me stay in for the time being? I mean, and I promise never to do it again. Did she just get a strike? Is She's on possible? probation. Okay. Yeah, I think that's okay. what we got to do. You're on probation. By the way, um, <laughs> Nicole, seriously, yeah. I think it's a bigger problem that you've run out of gas six times in the last two years or whatever. Because I, mean, I thought ser- I was the worst, and I'm pretty sure I've run out of gas maybe only four or five times. Okay, I mean, can I ask you? Yeah. Hold on. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Why are you? Why do you push it? Is it because you don't like stopping to put gas because it's tedious because you don't want to spend the money? Like, I'm curious no. as to why we're in the club to begin with. Well, I'll tell you why for myself. It's because I'm always running late. So now I've got enough gas to go 32 miles, and it's 29 miles to work. So I'm like, all right, I got, I got nothing. You know, I don't have time to stop. You're, so you're pushing the problem down the road, it. is what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, you know exactly. you have to buy gas, but at least you don't have to buy it now. That's that's why I do. So then I started realizing, oh, it's it's I have uh, uh, 24 miles left, and it's 29 miles to my house. Uh oh. Oh, you can make it. Who knew? <laughs> you can make it on zero, and that's and that's the zero mile club, but not the run out of gas club. Yeah. Oh, see, I do because I just don't feel like putting gas. Like, just, you just don't, don't feel like it. it. Yeah, I, well, that's, I like think it. that's working out. I keep, keep doing what you're doing, Nicole. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show. It's cool. I'm guessing it's many things. Cool is probably the one thing it's not. It's not the world famous K Rock. All right, so I just like to take the temperature of the room. Mm-hmm. Allie, you're interested in this next story? Uh, not at all. Okay. I hate it so much. It's the worst thing I've ever heard. Chip? I know you're going to hate it, so I love it. You know I'm going to hate it. Yep. Okay, so I don't know what it is, but Bean loves it. Well, I know you're going to hate it, so I love it, too, actually. (laughs) Although I am intrigued by it. Look, look, look. This is not for me, okay? In fact, it's not for you. It's not for anyone I know, but it is for this guy. So before we get into the story... I'm just uh, wondering, maybe this isn't a suitable subject for the children. I mean, I think that's... Parental discretion is advised. Now, I have to warn you... Some of this footage that you're about to see is clearly inappropriate for young viewers. All right, did we handle it? If you have little children and you allow them to listen to the following conversation, you are a bad parent. It's a not- really bad parent. You are seriously f***ed up. You with your illegitimate kids and your bad judgment and whatnot. It's not just kids. This is awful across the board. Okay, awful across the board. Oh. Wow, I'm excited. What is it? Here's the headline from uh, Vice.com. This guy served his friends tacos made from his own amputated leg. Oh. Oh. 
no, no. I'm hungry. I know you want to judge, no. Kevin, but let me tell you the story. Here. I feel like it doesn't matter what the story is. I can judge. Okay, but what if I tell you that this wasn't one of these awful things where somebody like kills the rabbit and serves it to the family and they don't know they're eating he their pet? He served him his leg! And they all knew about it in advance and signed off on it and voluntarily ate his leg. Let me tell you the story. He goes, he's on Reddit. His name is uh, Shiny on Reddit, okay? <laughs> he was involved in a terrible motorcycle accident. A car ran into him careened into a ditch his foot was shattered to the point that he would never walk on it again when the doctor asked if he wanted to amputate his one question was can i keep it the doctor said yes now here's the only point in the story where i said hold on hold on i'm having the same thought you did which is they never let you walk out of there with your kidney or with your finger not buying it it. but he said the reason he was able to do it is because there is a religious exception Hospitals have policies where they will release your body parts to you because of a religious exception where you have to be buried whole. So I signed the paperwork and they gave it to me. They gave it to me in a, they gave me my foot in a red plastic bio waste bag. I brought it out to the car and I immediately put it in a cooler. Yeah, it was pretty bizarre. And by the way, he has photographs of this every yeah, step don't, of the way. Don't need Mm-mm. photographs of any of it. Mm-mm. I got back to my place and I froze it. I couldn't find a taxidermist who would take me seriously. Freeze drying was too expensive. He goes on and on and on in this Reddit post about all the things he was thinking about. He was thinking about casting it in plaster and using it as a doorstop. He was thinking about <laughs> lots of... <laughs> so he said, when I got back to my house, I took the foot out and it was pretty gross. It was covered in blood. But after I cleaned it off, I was Come pleasantly on. surprised. We don't need that kind no. of detail. I was pleasantly surprised by how well preserved it was. I had right. four friends with me at the time and mm-hmm. it was so surreal. They picked it up and they were playing with it. It didn't no. seem like a foot. It just seemed like an object, not a piece of a person. There was no emotional connection I could think about at all. That was the weirdest part. No, sir. He and his friends apparently had had a conversation about if they could ethically eat human meat. In oh. other words, why? Not, no, not, no one has that conversation for real, though. Allie, Shiny don't leave. Don't leave. Oh. Allie, come don't back. Leave. Come on. Oh. This is an important conversation for society. <laughs> they... They wanted to know, they had this conversation, if they could ethically eat human meat if they would. And they agreed that they would. They would, just for the story, they would like to try it. Not if they, for their example, it wasn't if they had to. If they were, a plane went down and, you know, they had to eat something like they were forced to eat. Right. That's just not for the, fun? Just to, just to no. see what it would be like. No. And by the way, it is uh, not illegal. It turns out only in one state in America is cannibalism illegal, and that is Idaho, where you simply eat human flesh that lands you in prison. Everywhere else, though, cannibalism, they don't explicitly make it illegal because there's already laws about murder, about buying and selling human meat, about cutting up a corpse, things like that. So it's legal. So he invited 11 friends over, and 10 said yes. The invitation said, remember how we always talked about if we ever had the chance to ethically eat human meat, would you do it? Well, I'm calling you on this. We're doing this or what? 10 said yes, and they showed up, and they prepared it. Bean? Yeah. Yeah. I have a note here from Dave that says, Allie is legit dry heaving. Oh, Allie. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I uh, have a friend who's a chef. I told him my idea after thinking about it for a couple days, and he said, okay, let's do this. I'm going to prepare it. Let's get everybody together tomorrow night. I marinated it overnight. We sauteed come it with onions on. and peppers, salt and pepper and lime juice, and we no. served it on corn tortillas with tomatillo sauce. Nope. He has the full recipe. How did it taste, you're wondering, Kevin? I'm not at all. This particular cut was super beefy. It had a very pronounced beefy flavor to it. The muscle I cut was tough and chewy. It tasted good, but the experience wasn't the best. 
uh, he's asked in an interview, you also wrote that this mail helped give you closure on the accident. He said, it sucked the whole time. I remember flying through the air. I remember getting hit. I remember sitting in the forest, taking off my helmet, feeling the burning pain. I looked down, my foot was hanging off. And I thought, one day we'll eat that. (laughs) (laughs) So he said, you know, he said this was kind of a nice way to put that chapter behind him and to share an experience with his friends. It was a pivotal transition time. No. And they don't uh, they don't regret it, by the way. So apparently everybody was happy with this uh, with this uh, decision. He and all his friends. Not one of his friends was grossed out by that. One friend spit it back into a napkin after eating and said he didn't want to. He tried it. He didn't want to eat anymore. So not everyone was happy. You're you're a liar. Well, he's he's a lying liar who lies. He spit into a napkin. But the other ones had, you know, came back for more tacos. Look, what did I say at the beginning? It's a horrible story. This isn't for me. Right. It's not for you. Right. It's probably not for anyone we know. Ali left five minutes ago. But it's a thing that happened. Right. We're getting some great reaction from our listeners. <laughs> oh, there we are. I am gagging. This story is so awful. Yeah, let's. This is the worst thing ever. Let's wrap this up. Um, I wouldn't try it, and I've had some weird meats. Um, <laughs> I, too, am legit heaving. Please end this topic. Agreed. So it's, it sounds like you want to hear more. Okay, so. Nope. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. They're idiots. Hey, um, I know we have a, a feature to do here, but let's uh, let's welcome a beer mug first, or as I like to think of him, legendary hip-hopper, the DOC. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear a little bit of It's Funky Enough, Muggs. Would you do that for us? I don't know that song, but I know the DOC. This is what he sounds like. So Muggs, Mar- what's happening? Well, I was out for the last two days with a massive sinus infection, and with a lot of R&R, it got rid of all the, the mucus in my head, but um, it crushed my vocal cords. Okay, but did you just tell me in the hallway that you took a Z-Pack yesterday. I did, and I might not know how those work. But and I, <laughs> it cleared everything up. I mean, yeah. so I'm all good. <laughs> so Muggs was thinking that, what, he's not sick anymore because he took the Z-Pack yes. yesterday, right? I started It's a it. magical pill. That's how it works. Instantly, you're healed. It's a lot of pills, actually. Yeah, it's I not, think, it's right, not right, one right. pill, but that's the thing, Muggs. You don't take one pill and you're good. It's like a couple days that you're still really really bad well, look, and contagious. So let's yeah. do this and then you leave. Yeah. Is it just a sinus infection? Because that's not contagious, but that's not a sinus infection, look, dude. the guy said he took a Z-Pack yesterday. He has no idea <laughs> what's wrong with him. <laughs> well, we, we literally have Bugs in a different studio so he doesn't get us sick. But it's time to play Bean Makes This Guess. Bean Makes This Guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Bean Makes This Guess, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Bean is a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just wanna tell ya. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for me makes this guess. Yes. All right, I teased earlier that I thought this was going to be the easiest Bean Makes This Guess ever, and here's why. Because you guys know by heart all of the things that can possibly be in this category. Oh, don't tell us that, because then you set it up, and now we're idiots if we can't think of it. No, no, literally, you know all of the answers to this one. There's not going to be any that are a surprise to you. It's just a question of whether you get them in the right order or not. Emory University, which is in a business school in Atlanta, recently decided to figure out who has the best and worst fans in the NFL who has the best fans in the NFL now they used a bunch of criteria for this they did adjust for market size obviously there's more fans in Los Angeles New York Chicago those big cities than there are in the smaller markets so they adjusted for market size but they looked at three factors one is fan equity how much fans spend on their team 
at the ticket office, buying memorabilia, regalia, things like that. Social equity, how passionate are fans in following their lines, you know, their teams on social media, for instance. And road equity, how well do these teams draw on the road? And I know you've got a bunch of teams that are just blasting into your head right now that you know are just the mega teams of the NFL, the ones that always draw the big fans and always draw the TV ratings. But let's see how many in the top 10 you can get. Who has the best fans in the NFL, according to this very uh, scientific-sounding survey? All right. Kevin, we give uh, you the opportunity, as always, to go first. Who do you think has the best fans in the league? The Houston Oilers. <laughs> Why are you not Houston even trying? Houston Oilers. Houston That's Oilers. not even a team. It hasn't been for years, <laughs> it, Kevin. It, what? It hasn't been for years. That's absurd. Um, Allie McKay uh, is not up next. Beer Mug is up next. Bugs, who has the best uh, fans in the NFL? I have to say, since they're part uh, or they they own half the team, the Green Bay Packer fans. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are number nine, oh. believe it or not. Number nine. But that's a great point is they are a fan-owned NFL team. All right, Alan McKay, you're up. Dallas Cowboys. Number one. Yes. Cowboys are the best fans, which is uh, – I hate all Cowboys fans. Absolutely. All right, Kevin, you're up. I would say Miami Dolphins. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Kevin, they are number 14. On They're the number list. 14? They're yeah, ahead they of anyone? Should, they should be much lower. Whoa. They should be much they lower. They earned it. <laughs> All right, Beer Buck. When all those diehard uh, Buffalo fans brave those games out there. I got to say Bills fans. I got to say the Bills are 18th what? on this list. 18th. Um, I don't get that feeling about the Bills. Yeah, they do have some hardcore fans, but I think they also have a lot of fair-weather fans. I don't think they're a stick-with uh, through anything like some teams are. All right, Allie, you're up. Uh, Steelers. Uh, yeah, Steelers are number five on the list. Kevin? I am going to say, as much as it hurts me, Seattle. Seattle, believe it or not. What? Se- 17th. You know Is why? It- why didn't they hand the ball off? You think that's what did it? Great point. <laughs> I mean, as someone who lived in Seattle for a, by a lot of years, I couldn't believe how rabid the fans of that team were. But I, you, you said this also take, takes into account traveling and stuff yes. like that, so maybe that, they're not as right. strong there. And uh, social media and merchandise and the whole deal. Yeah, I was really surprised by that. All right, this is turning into be a little tougher than I thought it would be. Beerbug, you're up next. As much as we love to hate him, the Raider Nation. Uh, you know what? I would have expected the Raiders, too. That's all we see in Southern California, it seems like. 21st. Can we refer to Muggs now as uh, Marge Simpson from now on? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, Raiders not representing as high as I thought they would. They don't know how to use social media either. That could be part of it. All right, Allie, you're up next. If we're going like fan spending social media and travel, mm-hmm. much as we hate them, mm-hmm. Pats fans. Yeah, the Patriots are number two. Yeah. Number two on the list. Did we need the score? Uh, yes. What, do you, what is the score? Uh, Kevin has none. Muggs has none. I have three. I had one, by oh, the way. Yeah, you yeah, did? Muggs, Muggs did well, have one. Uh, if we're doing top 20, I think, but I think Allie's the only one that got top 10. I thought wow. we were doing top 10. No, I think we so. are. Top 10. And yeah, I got so. a number nine, whatever number nine was. Uh, Packers. Thank uh, you. Muggs did my have bad, the Packers. Muggs. Yes. My bad, Muggs. My bad. Thank you. Wow. Sorry, Wolfman. She is a Pats fan trying to cheat. Look at this. <laughs> Look at that. Ah, Look at that. I'm also taping him in the other room. All right, so it's three to one, Allie, right now. Uh, I think you're up now, Kevin. The Toronto Rough Riders. <laughs> why are you even in this game? Are they on the list or no. Uh, no, they're not on the All list. Right. Shoot. All right, Bugs, your final guess, please. Let's go Eagles. 
number three, Philadelphia Eagles fans. Bring it in. Yes. Allie also McCain. in the top five for most annoying. Uh, that's true, too. Allie, you have already won the game, but just for fun. Let's see if you can get another one. Well, I'm, I'm debating between two. All right. It's either the Broncos or the Vikings, so I'll go Broncos. Number eight. Well done in the top ten. All right, wow. here's, your, here's your top ten. <clears throat> 49ers at number ten. Okay. Packers at nine. Broncos. And this one was a surprise to me. It's a small market. The Saints. New Orleans Saints at number oh, seven. That is a big surprise. Yeah. Bears. Uh, no way. Six. Bears. Uh, then Steelers. Sure. Giants. 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 And they've Eagles. been trying desperately to get rid of their fan base. <laughs> yeah, they're doing everything they can. <laughs> and their quarterback, for that matter. Right? <laughs> then Eagles, Patriots, and Cowboys. In case you're wondering, by the way, the uh, the uh, Chargers came in at 27th, so they got a lot of work to do. They had quite the upheaval a couple of years ago, sure. moving markets, too. And then the Rams are at 31st. Wow. How's Again, that they also switched cities within the last sure, few years. Sure, that makes sense. So, so it definitely makes it. And uh, dead last, by the way, is the Titans. They have the worst fan base in all of the Aww. NFL. This has been Beat Makes This Guess. Beat Makes This Guess, yeah. These DJs are superstars. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. I don't know anything about uh, pedicures. I'll, I'll, I'll just say it. I've never had a manicure. I've never had a pedicure. Oh, are they... I think you'd love it. Really? Yeah. I don't really like people touching me at all. You you get over it once you see how great your feet look. And seriously, they feel so much better in shoes once you have a pedicure. Really? Mm-hmm. Would that be true? I know this sounds like a dumb question. Would that be true for, for men as well? Absolutely. Because we don't wear the same kind of shoes in a lot of... Yeah, well, you're getting rid of all that dead skin and then a lot of calluses, all of that. So, it, But I don't feet... feel like I have a lot of dead skin. You do. You do. you do. You have a ton. Just in general, anybody does oh, just so if they walk much. around? Yeah. My wife's talking me into getting one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, recently, and I mean, they brought out Sanders. It was <laughs> it was rough. They were you drilling. got a Manny Petty. They were drilling just Petty. Yeah, both. Yeah, you got both. Yeah. Nice. And did it? And feel... I looked. I looked just precious. <laughs> How did you feel, Kevin, when you you were paying a, a lady? I assume it was weird as hell. I could it, just yeah. To, yeah. Must, to play with your feet. It was weird as hell because most people be... hate feet. Mm-hmm. Yes. Weird as hell. Yeah, yeah. I would think it would be. And, how, and did you feel like a million bucks when you walked out of there? I mean, just slip your nice feet into your slippers. <laughs> and go about your day. Maybe, maybe that's what I did. Was it the type of thing that was so life changing no. for you that you said, "I'm going to start doing this on a regular basis"? No, but I liked it. Well, yeah. then why won't you go back? Well, I, I mean, I probably would if my wife said, hey, let's go do this. But, yeah, but it's not something you'd own. like enough to do on your own. On my yeah. own. I don't do anything that's good for me. <laughs> it's just my general good rule. Point. And ha- Allie, how about you? Do you get uh, like cranky if you if it's been too long and you haven't had a mani-pedi like my wife does, where she just she's freaking out if she can't go? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's part of the regimen. King of Mexico uh, weighs in. I really like mani-pedis. Oh. Feels so fresh and so clean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, the reason I bring all of this up is there is a story in the news out of a suburb of Memphis, Tennessee. What's it cost for a manicure, uh, Allie? What is it, about 25 bucks? Uh, at, a, at a cheaper place, sure. This, uh, this place has a sign on the wall that says, Sorry, but if you are overweight, pedicures will be $45 due to service fees for pedicurists. Somebody snapped a photo of it. What? And, and, and this reporter goes to the nail salon to find out what's up. Because that seems like quite, an, quite a, an increase in the regular cost of the pedicure, right? 45 bucks. Yeah, that's, that's outrageous. I, I, I feel like any increase 
is absurd. For people who are overweight. Right. Yes, that's and crazy. I, and I saw the headline and I thought, well, I don't understand feet or feet, right? Whether you're a big girl, little girl, I don't understand what the difference would be in the feet, you know? Right. It can't be that much. It's not that much of a, a, a bigger surface area, but let's find out what's going on. It's this picture of a sign sparking discussion on Facebook saying, sorry, but if you are overweight, pedicures will be $45 due to service fees for pedicurists. Since it was posted Saturday, it's been shared more than 500 times with women across the city weighing in. Many expressing shock. See, she said weighing in. in. <laughs> Women across the city are weighing in. I don't think that was on purpose, oh. by oh. the way. I think that she was just referring to a lot of people leaving leaving messages of surprise. Mm. The woman who snapped it said it was at Rose Nails at Fraser Boulevard in Overton. By the way, I will tell you that I can watch no news story without hoping it's going to be a success. Now that, we've, right? now that we've been spoiled by that reporter, right? We went there today. We met Sun Win. We showed him the picture. Some people will reach out to us. Yeah, some people, you know, the customer. Win repeatedly denied the sign was ever up in his business. By the way, I love this guy so much, and you'll find out why. He, he uh, wait, he denied that that sign ever existed. Yes, he denied, and she's got photographic proof of it in his salon. But we do live in an era of now of alternative facts, sure, where you don't really have to worry that there's proof to dispute what it is you're saying. You just stick to your story, and what can people do, right? And we didn't see one today. But Wynn said he's considered one. Did you at one point have that sign up? No. <laughs> I told you, I said, I'm thinking, but I don't put it up. I was thinking about it, Yeah. but uh, I didn't put the sign that's, up. By the way, when you're lying, that's such a yes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's the worst lie ever. You know You know what? I thought about it, but yeah. didn't. Yeah. And why that's... would you bring that up? She didn't ask if he thought about it. She just asked if he had the sign. Just because say he's no. Lying. Yes, because, because he's, lying. he's lying and he's lying poorly. Right, exactly. Just say no. Don't right. go, ah, but I could have. Right. <laughs> sure thought about I was about just it. about, I was like seconds away, but then I stopped myself. Yeah, because it would be wrong. <laughs> I mean, come on. I also showed him another picture that was posted in the salon. You can see the sign and the same flooring, same chairs, and the same walls. Huh. All right, let's see if he can get out of this one. Right. This isn't your business? Uh, let me see. Because it looks like the same floor and the same... No, I don't think so, man. So this isn't your business? No, Even it's though not, the floor no, and no. the chairs... Sometimes the floor, so many floors, I don't know. He showed so me his prices. <laughs> I mean, so many, like, so there's many a lot floors. Listen. Honestly, there's a lot of floors. <laughs> a ton of floors. And that's tough to argue. Absolutely. <laughs> so much win with this guy. <laughs> he said the only extra charge is $5 for men for a pedicure... Ah, extra uh, five bucks for men. Why do you suppose that is, you guys? Uh, because that's a lot more know. work. Because uh, they don't get them regularly. Because they don't come to the salon as often. Boom! Nicely, nicely. Well done. Well done. Wynn said instead of putting a sign up, He's decided to just not service someone if they are severely overweight. Okay, oh, that's, no. that's even worse. Not so, winning anymore. Right? Wait a minute. No, I'm not <laughs> charging them more. I'm just denying them service. Refusing. What? This did go south so fast, right? Now, why do you guys suppose he doesn't want to serve overweight customers? There I mean, is an answer coming in the news report. I didn't see it coming. You didn't see it coming. I mean, Why do you so, think? So it's not that the, there's more surface or whatever you said mm -hmm. earlier. Maybe mm -hmm. it has to do with the chairs they use. With the chairs they use. All right, let's see. I don't know. He said it's difficult for technicians, and he's had broken chairs in the past, which hurts his bottom line. Broken chairs, I mean, Allie. Allie I mean, is on it today. Guys, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to head home. <laughs> it's it's going to be hard to go anywhere from How here. How much money does that cost? Oh, about, 
at least about two, $2,500. $2,000 for one of his chairs, yeah. by the way. Uh-huh. It, well, if it is one of the chairs with the jetted tub, I could see that. But do we believe him? I don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Not no. Him. So uh, no pedicures for the big ladies, apparently, if you're in Memphis, Tennessee. So there you go. That guy is, uh, he's he's fantastic, though, isn't he? He is the best. <laughs> guy runs that place. Just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Are you serious? Are you serious? K-R-O-Q. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 